Because I'm also excited this morning that the one who's about to speak is someone who came to this church when they were seven years old. Seven years old. And for 38 years, they've sat under the teaching of Grace Bible Church. Starting in children's church, moving to youth, doing cell groups, leading. That's how you train pastors. He's the son of the house, trained here. All he knows is this church. And a few years ago, I, after having observed him, tried him, tested him, you know, you know then I, I then called him in to be one of our pastors and washed him, sent him to all kinds of things. And then I said to him, I'm going to send you to Cape Town to go and lead the region there. A region that was led by Pastor Don. Pastor Don, where are you? Started with Pastor Zuele, then Pastor Don. Pastor Don is not here in the session. He was here before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You led that, ne? Pastor Zuele, ne? Where is Pastor Zuele? He's not here. Pastor Zuele is not here. He couldn't make it, yeah. Yeah, anyhow. But we started it. So he is now one of our overseer. And overseer Moruna is just one step before you become a bishop. But I'm still testing him. So, Limurapele, Retabona. So, so he's an overseer, but he does the same role in Region 7, where we have uh, seven churches there. I mean, Region 8, we have seven churches, two churches on campus, and five branches, churches. With, with, he's in the main cathedral in one of the buildings, and then we have one of the buildings in Kebeja that he is running there. So I'm, I'm so glad, Bazalana, I don't have to go on and on. He's a son of the house who has been groomed in this house. What I know about Pastor Sam, if I need something, I just call him and say, can you do this for me? He does it with a smile. He serves without complaining. And he will do it faithfully and loyally. And so, Bazalana, I'd like for you to stand on the feet and welcome the son of the house, Pastor Sam Masiho. Come on, Bazalana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads and pray this morning. Thank you, Lord, for being master of all. Master of connections. Master of time. Master of intentionality. Thank you that many years ago, you saw far than we can ever see. You orchestrated what we never conceived. Thank you for your great grace. Thank you for your favor. Thank you. This morning as we stand on this holy ground and serve under the mantle of the house, we ask you, dear Lord, that you would receive the glory and the honor. We ask you, God, that it will all be about you. We pray that the church of God will be strengthened, that the church of God will be lifted up. Father, we thank you for our presiding bishop, for my bishop. We thank you for their role in our lives, and we pray that you keep them 
in the name of Jesus. And now, Lord, as we minister your word, we let you be, O God, and we follow after you. May the presence of your Holy Spirit permeate our whole being. And may only you and you alone receive the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's give God another beginning of praise and take our seats if we don't mind this morning. We greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, King Jesus Christ. To the presiding bishop of Grace Bible Church International, to overseer Gegesono, my pastors of 39 years. When I came to this church, I never had an idea of what is happening now. It is always a marvel just to come and just to follow and to do what God leads. Presiding Bishop, thank you for your covering heartily. Thank you for the many opportunities that if I would start to count, it may eat all the time. Thank you for the trust to lead a church that is thousand kilometers away from you is not easy because anything can change. But be comforted to know that when we have our brothers and sisters from here, one of the constant comments that we get is that after you ask, how was the service? And they would tell you I was at Grace Bible Church. Thank you for the countless encouragements. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the platforms to serve. Thank you for the many other places that you expose us to. To us saying thank you sometimes feels not enough. To us saying thank you sometimes feels like we must augment more and more. But the best we can do is to say, may God richly keep you and bless you to overflow together with mama. <laughs> to all our senior leaders that are here, I really appreciate you didn't have to be here. I was supposed to be where you are sitting and you'll be here where I am. To the men and women of God in the house, may God richly bless you and thank you. To all the ministers that ministered before me and those that are still coming, God bless you, thank you, and thank you. This has been a destiny-altering period. A week that has aligned every one of us to become the best that God wants us to be. Our main text, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, the Bible says, Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The NLT says, for I am doing something new. And the latter part says, I will create it. The message translation says, be alert and be present. I am about to do, I like this one, something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is, God says. Allow me to share on the title, Entrusted with the New. Entrusted with the New. Every one of us, one time or the other in our lives, would agree that once you had something new, whether you were given or you bought it yourself, that you were very particular and diligent in how you handled the new. You were very meticulous. You even kept on checking on it time and time again, if it was still in good order, because it was new. 
You didn't want any mistake. You even went as far as watching who handles it because you know that other people can handle it and break it. You did not even want it to leave your side because it was new and it was very precious to you. God says, I am doing a new thing at this 40th celebration, season of change. You and I are being trusted with a new thing going forward. It's a new thing for tomorrow. It's a new thing for next week. It's a new thing for times to come. We are being entrusted, mark my words, with significance. We are being entrusted with what I call a game-changing anointing. We are being entrusted with a generational destiny. I believe that all of us understand that this new thing is more precious than silver and gold. This new thing is not just about you. This new thing is about other people. Our main text carries a very strong commission that is very clear from heaven. A commission that has weight because God is entrusting you with all our mistakes. He believes we can handle the new thing. With all our shortcomings, he believes we can handle the new thing. Let's talk about the new thing that God is entrusting you with. This new thing that you are being entrusted with can be characterized as a new mandate for somebody. Something is changing in your heart as you hear word after word. Something began to change even before the conference. The conference is just a rubber stamp to say there's a mandate that is changing in your heart. Some of you, it's a brand new assignment. You thought God was leading you straight. He just said to you, turn left because he knows at the end of it what's about to happen. This new thing is a demanding responsibility for somebody. This new thing is a project to build a church or to build many churches in this particular season. This new thing is a call of God that somebody ought to respond to without delay. Now is the time to say yes to him. God is asking you as part of this new thing that you should not give up on yourself because we need you in this church. We need you in the body of Christ. We need you. If you are not there, we are incomplete. This new thing is a vision refined. You thought you knew the vision, but God is making it clearer. I call it a vision whose time has come. It's not a vision for last week. It's a vision for tomorrow. If you believe it, give him praise today. This new thing, ladies and gentlemen, might be a robust focus to the business that you had started. Might be a robust focus to the goals that you have, to the programs that you have. This new thing that you are entrusted with might be a desire that is burning in your heart for action. You are tired of talking. You want to stand up and you want to do something about it. This new thing, it is about a promotion, somebody. A new office that God is calling you into that he's been talking to you about to embrace. He says, the time has come. This new thing is a call to expansion. Until when will you be happy with just being small? God wants you to grow. That's why many of us, you are feeling like you are suffocating because you are handling what is smaller than what God has purposed and destined for you. 
this new thing is about stepping out by faith hallelujah this new thing is about you walking on the water this new thing is about you trusting him for more this new thing might be a connection it might be a network with somebody that's why we have to be careful how we handle one another because the one sitting to you next to you might be God's answer to your difficulty this new thing might be God asking you to take him at his word he says whatever is impossible with you is possible with me this new thing I believe is a strategy that we have incubated for too long but this strategy he is taking it and slightly tweaking it to give a different approach that is too precious to ignore this new thing is another level of commitment we need you in many posts we need you in many capacities this new thing is another level of sacrifice we don't like to talk about sacrifice this new thing might be a second chance that God is giving somebody to do it again, but this time do it God's way because you tried it in your own way and you failed. Now God says this new thing is a second chance, a second chance, a second chance. This new thing that you have been entrusted with is your healing inside. Maybe you got hurt in the church. And you folded your arms and said, I'm going, not going back anymore. You are robbing yourself of destiny. God is saying, I am doing a new thing. It will have to do with your forgiveness. It will have to do with reconciliation. Can we just be the body of Christ where there's nobody who doesn't talk to somebody? Where if there's somebody in this place that you have issues against, that you can secretly go to them, not for an explanation, but just to say, I am sorry. Because once you do that, God responds with his anointing. That's your thing might be God's instruction that finds you not in the right space. Because many people are waiting to be in the right space. Many people are waiting to have it all together. Many people are waiting for all the resources that are needed. All God is saying, I'm giving you an instruction. Follow it because on the other side of your obedience is the provision. On the other side of your provision is a blessing. This new thing might be an idea that will require you to be spiritually sensitive so that you don't miss the rhythm and to flow with God. He says, I am doing a new thing. This is a season of change. God is promising us, even in other translation, that new, this new thing that he's doing, that it will be created. It means its absence now shouldn't cause us to worry. If it is not there, it's going to be created. If the eyes can see, they will see. If the hands can work, they will function. He says that it will be created. He says it will be made. It will be brand new. It reminds me of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. The Bible says, No eye has seen Grace Bible Church. No ear has heard. And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. What God Grace Bible Church is entrusting you with may not have any precedent to point to. It may not have any template for us to work on. 
we have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We can't follow the leading of the Holy Spirit on our way. We have to do it God's way. It may not, it not, may not be like how other people got it. It may not even be according, I heard this clear, it will not be according to our comfort and according to our timelines. When God stopped doing the new thing, it's not about you. It's about His mandate. And you have to say yes to Him. It's not about your comfort. It's not about your timeline. It's a new thing that He's entrusting you with. Psalms chapter 118 verse 23. The Bible says, it is in the message translation, it is God's work. We wrap our eyes because we can hardly believe it. When God does it, we will all close our mouth and say, is this real? Is this real? Is this real? We spoke about a thousand churches. It's happening. Is this real? You stood in your church and you told them that you're building. Now it's happening. It moved from one building to the second one, to the third one, to one pastor, to two, to three, to four, to ten, to six counselors, to 30 of them. As it grows, you will look and say, God, is this real? The New King James says, it is marvelous in our eyes. The NLT says, it is wonderful to see. What God has entrusted you with Grace Bible Church will make you a trendsetter. Hallelujah. It will make you a pioneer church. It will make you to be initiators. It will make you to be innovators. It will birth acceleration from you. It will make you attractive to the young and the old. It will increase the capacity where it is needed. It will set you apart according to God's own heart, not your preference. No matter your context, no matter your story, important as it is, no matter your perceived limitation, no matter the human factor, no matter how long you've been crying, God is saying, I am doing a new thing. Revelation chapter 21 verse 5 the NLT says and the one sitting on the throne said look I am making everything new then he said to me write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and it is true I can trust God when he says he's doing a new thing because for sure he's doing a new thing the Amplified says it is accurate. It says it is incorruptible. It says it's trustworthy. The message says it is dependable. Simply put, ladies and gentlemen, the new thing that God, the I am, is promising will not be mystical, but in the fullness of time, it will be revealed in your own personal life. It will be revealed in the life of the church. To have an appreciation of the promises of God, you must dig deep in your walk with God. Remember when there was nothing. Remember when it was difficult and God pulled you up when it looked like it was the end. When your enemies laughed too quickly. When people spoke against you early and God says, it is premature. I'm still working. I am not done. The season requires us not to forget the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Because Numbers 23 verse 19 reminds us that God is not a man that he should lie. No human that he should change his mind. Has he not ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it out? The Bible walks us through many instances of new things. And I know when we talk about new things, it can be frightening. Because it shakes you out of your comfort zone. When I moved to Cape Town, it was not an easy adjustment. 
But what you have to do is to have, and unfortunately you learn later, that I wasted all the tears, all the worry, all the bother and all that. I have never been hospitalized as much as I was since I was in Cape Town. And in all of that, you have to still, I remember that's a, that's a year 2019, I was supposed to go, I was sent to go sign our contract for a venue at, uh, at Stellenbosch for our branch that started this year. And on that particular week, I went to ICU. I was there for the whole week. I got septic shock, they call it. It went first for the heart. The cardiac enzymes were elevated. But when I was there, I said to God, what is this all about? He said, Little, listen, the battle is real. So after you realize all of that, you must come back and remember what he says. So these seven things I'm about to say to you, I want to ask you, when God shakes your comfort, remember them. Because your time shaking has come. Your comfort period is over. God can hear from you. You must hear from God. God can ask your permission. You must ask him, what must I do? Where must I serve? Where is there a need? Your season to do more has come. Your season to give more has come. You can serve in a primary department on Sunday and you can be a cell leader or during the week. You are needed somewhere. So the Bible takes us through. Firstly, it was a new thing in Genesis when the simple words from God, let there be, gave form to whatever we see. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, declarations and confessions are still in fashion. Bishop uses the terminology, he says he walked the floor. Duplicate and walk the floor. Walking the floor is not easy because sometimes you walk it when there's nothing. You must put yourself there. Number two, it was a new thing when God pressed the reset button and there was rain, but there was a remnant sealed in the ark of Noah. Church of Jesus Christ, God will preserve you no matter what happens around you. Change is about to happen, but you have this in your heart. God is going to preserve me. I will not be lost. Number three, it was a new thing when the walls of Jericho fell after the Israelites marched around it. No matter the walls in your life, no matter the walls in your calling, God is doing a new thing. Follow what he says and see the walls falling down. All what God is asking for you is that keep on being persistent. Persist one day, persist the second day, persist the third day, persist the fourth day. And I believe that he will open it up for you. Number four, it was a new thing when the young and the inexperienced David with the least respected weaponry dealt with a well-trained, feared bully who tormented the people of covenant. I've had to learn, I've had to learn as a child of covenant that there's a line that God draws that Satan cannot cross. Keep looking unto God. Keep trusting unto God. The next phase that we are getting into, it's going to require us to believe for more, double from what we believe, three times from what we have. The Bible tells us so that you don't have to think that it's all about you. It says in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. It is not my might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. 
The NLT says, it is not by force, it is not by strength, but by the Spirit of the Lord. The message says, you can't force these things. They only come through the Spirit of God. Number five, it was a new thing how David was chosen to become king. Disregarding the standards that were, were imposed on God. They all thought it would be the other brothers. But God has his profile. God has his profile. Ladies and gentlemen, you can fight God's profile, but you will never win. So whatever God has said it in your heart, commit it in prayer. Don't doubt. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. He says, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Can your answer be, here am I, Lord, send me to the nations, an ambassador for you. The responsibility and the mandate can be tough. But I believe and I have seen that God never abandons his own. No matter the mission at hand. After that, I was hospitalized, I went back to the physician who was later had to come and take care of me. And when I walked in, she looked as though... She was not sure if I was a ghost. And in her own admission, she said, I never thought you will make it. Listen, please. When God orchestrates, when God orchestrates, when God orchestrates, it might take long for us to catch it, but when God orchestrates, when God changes things, when, when God moves things around, you will be preserved. Keep on being persistent. Keep on looking above and not down. It was a new thing when Joshua, as the leader of the Israelites, asked God to cause the moon and the sun to stand so that the armies might continue to fight when it's day. God is the God who redeems time. God is the God who doesn't want you to worry because it looks like time is running out. God says, just do what I told you to do and leave time on my side. It was a new thing for Moses when he had nothing to offer and all he had was a staff that he can pick up the staff. Come on, somebody. And he can point at the water. He can point at the impossibility. He can point at what people thought it will never be happened. And the waters parted. And the children of covenant moved and went forward. God can still make a way. I declare untapped territories are tending to become territories of possibilities. Territories of open doors. Territories where the hand of God will be manifested. Hallelujah. He says, I'm doing a new thing. Can I just say two things and I leave you in peace? How do I handle this new thing that has been entrusted to me? Two things. Number one, recognize that the season is changing. Accept that the levels are no longer the same. Internalize that the things that were acceptable in the previous season will not make the cut for this season. What you got away with in the last season, you can't get away with in this season. We have to adapt to the new thing that God is doing. We must listen, please. We must want what God wants for us. And we must want what God wants from us. We cannot handle the new with the passion, the mentality, the commitment of the passing season. I believe that God is stirring up our hearts.
You cannot accept the status quo. Embrace this new season, sir. Embrace this new season, ma'am. If you are a planter, keep planting because it's about to bloom. If you are a builder, keep building because it's about to be dedication time. If you are a pioneer, start something because God is about to show up. If you are an innovator, realize that the grace of God is upon you. That's what you have been entrusted with. Elijah says, how long, 1 Kings 18, 21, how long will you falter between two opinions? How long will you stand in the fence? The season is changing, but you are still looking back. In the message says, how long are you going to sit there on the fence? Deuteronomy says, you eat, chapter 1 verse 6, you have stayed too long on this mountain. God is saying, the season has changed. Move, move. Many years ago, when we moved, when I was still tasked with leading our youth, we moved our services from Sunday, Saturday to Sunday. And I remember the launch of that Sunday move, uh, service. We had the theme that was the word MOVE, which was used as an, an acronym. That word MOVE was a cry and a prayer of our heart. And what it simply meant, it was God make our vision explode. Grace Bible Church, I submit to you that our vision is about to explode. I submit to you that churches are about to become more. I submit to you that growth is coming. I submit to you that we are in the sweet spot of our Father. Therefore, we must desire the authentic power of God. A number of years, Bishop Colin Yati was invited to come and minister. When he stood on this pulpit, he sang a song with Minister Tatesha that the words are, Arise, O church, for the seasons have changed. It continued to say, Oh, my soul, get ready, for revival has come. The seasons have changed. May I beg you to align and to change. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, how do I handle Whew. this new thing that I'm entrusted with? Launch out into the deep again. Launch out into the deep again. The new thing that God is entrusting you with is going to infuse you with a level of courage that is going to shock even you. You are entrusted with the spirit of boldness, not of arrogance. You are entrusted with the spirit of unity, not self. You are entrusted with the spirit where it will be the language of the house. It's not me, I and myself. It is us. It is we. Together, we build. Together, 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 we build. This new thing will make a demand from any, all of us to contend for victory. Listen, please. I said, launch out into the deep again. Every mandate, every dream, every vision that God has ever given you, that you went all out to apply your heart to do it. But for some strange reason, it never worked. You even stopped to pray for it, about it. Even stop to even talk about it because you thought you had wrong. But this is the issue. Even though you stop doing all those things, it's not leaving you. 
You sleep, it comes back. You pray, it comes back. You come to the church somehow. Somebody speaks about that. You are with a friend. They come and they talk about that. You stopped because you thought it was not of God. When I say, launch out into the deep. Let's go to almost the last scripture. And you will understand in a short while. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 7. So it was, as the multitudes pressed to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. These are professionals. These are people that knew their trade. These are people that knew how to make a church work. These are people that knew how to make their CV look attractive. These are people that went to the interview and they thought they aced it. These are people that gave their all, but it didn't bring anything back. <laughs> Verse 3, then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, that's Jesus, and asked him to put out a little into the land. And he sat down and taught them. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep. Jesus, we've done this the whole night. <laughs> and let your net work. But Simon answered and said, Master, we have toiled. That's a difficult word. We have toiled all night. We caught nothing. I fasted. I prayed God. I, trusted, I, I, I tried them, but they failed me. They, 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 you know, stabbed me behind the back. I did this. It didn't work, God. But, but he's saying, launch out into the deep. Again, because what I told you before is still what is still need to happen. It has not expired. Its time has not come to an end. You must still begin. And when they had done, they caught a great number of fish. And their nets were breaking. This new thing that we're entrusted with will require you and I to launch out into the deep again. There's no time to cry. There's no time to look back. There's no time to regret. Only at thy word we shall. You've entrusted us with this. At thy word we shall. I have a question, please. What has he told you? What has he entrusted you with? You tried it. Let's be honest, you did. You did. You tried it. You cried you capacitated them. They left the church. You helped them. They forgot you. But God still doesn't give you peace with it. Because that's your mandate. This is what I'd like to do as we close. If you are here today. And you understand what God has entrusted you with. But you have paused. And now you realize. That you must launch out into the deep again. But listen, there's fear, there's anger, there's unforgiveness, there's a whole lot of emotions. But today you want to let them go. And when I say to God, remember me again. Come, the altar is open. Let's pray together and see what the great God is going to do. You say, God, I've had it. I've had it. And today I'm launching out again into the deep. 
fear and awe, unforgiveness, pain in my heart, whatever it is, I never understood. I, I tried to stop it, but it couldn't. I tried to forget about it, but I couldn't. God, you have entrusted it with me. You, you've entrusted this to me. You've given it to me. And now, God, I realize I can't run away anymore. I can't run away anymore. Come, let's pray together. Come, let's pray together. Don't wait for me. Just stand there, raise your hands and just talk to him. Just talk to him. Just talk to him for a while. Talk to him for a while. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Never failed us yet. Jesus Christ will never fail you. Jesus Christ will never fail you. Jesus Christ will never fail you. Don't punish the body of Christ because of an action of one or two people. Don't move away from God because of one or two people. Come, I'm still waiting for you before we pray. It's between you and God. Nobody's going to ask you whether you're standing in the aisle. Raise your hands. You can still come around. The ushers can still draw closer to God. And let the church stand on our feet, please. Let the church stand. Raise your hand, church, and let's just begin to pray in the spirit. Everybody in the front, talk to God about whatever it is. Talk to Him about whatever it is. Ribali katu saliata numanga yetashta klagada. Sebrot ina mashta kladi puna na mahaya telebaga. It will not be about your comfort. It will not be about your timelines. It will be what God wants done. Bless your holy name. I'm going to ask our presiding bishop just to say a prayer for you. And I believe that God is going to work mightily in your lives. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Cry out to God, everyone. Talk to God. Come on, talk to God. This is destiny changing time. This is destiny changing time. This is the atmosphere where God changes destiny. Cry out to Him. Don't hold back. Don't try to be nice. Your life depends on it. Your future depends on it. Cry out to the Lord. Cry out to God. Oh! Even the people who are sitting in the seats who are not in the front, cry out to God right where you are. Everybody. Oh, Cry out to God as if your life depends on it. God, I'm letting go of the old. I'm not going to allow anything in my heart to stop me. 
from being everything that you want me to be. I'm leaving it on the altar. I'm leaving it on the altar. I'm leaving it on the altar. Mahaman Ingresto. Skremana Haya Namakura Dea Labai. Geskina Molen and Chulele. Mama Maguria Kungrega Doskina Mama. Amangres Kirianon Chalamro. Come on, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. God, my life depends on it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just raise your hands. Let me pray for you. Those of you in the front, let me pray for you. Father, though our journey might not be easy sometimes, sometimes when we're on the way, we give up, we get offended, we get distracted, we get wounded, we get discouraged. But your mission and your calling upon us never changes. It never falls away. It never disappears. It never dissipates. And as these your children raise their hands, I pray that a supernatural anointing of God will come upon every one of them to revive and bring back to life that which you spoke to them. Some of them, it is many years ago, some of them it had already begun to die they thought it was buried they thought they had evaded it they thought it will never happen again let your anointing and your power rest upon them in the name of Jesus begin a new thing stir up something new in their spirits something new in their hearts oh God awaken that vision that calling a new thing that you are doing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Everybody say, Father, thank you today for the new thing that you're doing in my life. Just pray in the Holy Ghost for a while. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Receive from the Lord right where you stand. Receive, receive, receive a newness, a freshness. Come on, receive. Receive a newness, a freshness, a freshness, a newness. Mama Makoro de Basaka. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 